Welcome to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries at First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at fumcbentonville.org, or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok. I feel like that caught some people's memories. <laughs> which, is, which is what we're going to be talking about today. So, so leading into this series, the playlist series, we're going to start with um, five verses from Psalm 22. So hear now the word of the Lord. My God, my God, why have you left me all alone? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my anguished groans? My God, I cry out during the day, but you don't answer. Even at nighttime, I don't stop. You are the Holy One enthroned. You are Israel's praise. Our ancestors trusted you, and they trusted you, and you rescued them. They cried out to you, and they were saved. They trusted you, and they weren't ashamed. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, open our hearts, our minds, and our eyes that we might see and know the word you have for us this day. In your holy name we pray. Amen. So, do you have a memory linked to a song? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I have too many to count. But I'm going to give you some examples. So I remember singing Amazing Grace with a good friend of mine, Paul, from, from high school, on the high school band bus. And so when I hear Amazing Grace, I always think of Paul, and I think of all the congregations I've sung that song with. If I hear Do the Hustle, da, 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 I think of a particular family vacation we had where my dad had made a mixtape and it got stuck in the tape deck. Oh, Lord, we did the hustle too much on that trip. <laughs> Uh, if I hear Another Rainy Night Without You by Queensryche, I always think of when my brother was learning to play the bass guitar, and I only hear the bass part of that song. <laughs> if I hear Packle Bell's Canon in D, I think of my wedding day. If I hear The Dance by Garth Brooks, I think of senior year in high school when my best friend John, who was going off to West Point, we were in play rehearsal, and he grabbed me up, and he spun me around, And he danced with me and sang that song to me. If I hear My Immortal by Evanescence, I think of the first time I heard my son sing from the back seat of the van. He was four years old, singing an Evanescence song. You can question my parenting. (laughs) Feel free. If I hear the Indiana Jones theme, I think of when I was in ninth grade and I was in an international competition for future problem solving and they announced that our team won third place. And as we went down to accept our, our medals, That was the song they played. If I hear a Nat King Cole or a Roger Miller song, I think of my dad, because we always sung those together going down the road. If I hear BTS's Dynamite, I think of the pandemic, and I think of Beat Saber now, because I do a lot of Beat Saber to that song. If I hear Lizzo's To Be Loved, I think of Brenda and Caitlin, and I think of the grace and abundant love of Jesus Christ. And if I hear Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday by Boys to Men, I am right back 
graduating from high school because I have yet to find anyone who graduated in 1992 that that was not their senior song. It was everywhere and we all claimed it because it captured that moment for us. When we're going through this series, this playlist series, where we're looking at different types of music paired with different types of psalms, today, as I mentioned, we're looking at the history psalms and senior songs. Now, not everybody has a senior song, but but most classes voted to have a song that sort of represent, that captured that moment for them. It told their story in that space. And that's what the history psalms do as well. The history psalms are when we hear Israel recount its history, being freed from the exodus, even recounting how they understand God created the world. When they, when they recount their moments on the other side of the exile or in the midst of the exile, when they tell that story and sing that story, then they hold on to that moment that is shaping them. And they allow it to shape them if they weren't in that space. So in addition to looking at the fact that, that some, certain songs get tied into or represent or sing of our history, we're also going to look today at how music helps memory. It helps us hold on to our stories, including our story of faith. Now, let's think about the Psalms for a minute here. Um, Whenever we study the Psalms, I have someone who has this revelation in the midst of studying it, that the Psalms is actually the hymn book in the Bible. And in fact, it's not just the hymn book, it's the hymn books. There are actually five hymn books put together in the Psalms, and they're separated by a doxology where we celebrate and praise the Lord. And some of you may have a Bible that says book one, book two, book three. It speaks to a universal truth that no community of faith has ever been totally satisfied with their hymn book, right? They always have to add some songs in or go back and pick some songs up or that sort of thing. And so we have this collection of five hymn books that are brought together that represent these five moments in Israel's history. And within this hymn book, there are also several different types of hymns, several points or purposes to those. We're going to, like I said, look at those over the course of the weeks. To give you a preview, next week is Jazz and the Royal Psalms. Um, The week after that is Rock and the Angry Psalms. The week after that is um, Wisdom and Folk Music. And then we're going to finish out with Gospel and Praise Psalms. Uh, So we can see that all of these different ways of singing different claims are made in there. So let's look today at the history psalms. They, as I mentioned, they do recount the story by singing the story. And there are some examples of this. Psalm 78 is an example. Psalm 105, Psalm 106, those are all examples of history psalms. If you want an equivalent in our world, um, Billy Joel's uh, We Didn't Start the Fire is a good example from our world of a history song. Um, also, someone shared with us this week, Schoolhouse Rock, right? Those of you that grew up on Schoolhouse Rock, it's singing our history. Um, those are good examples for us to relate to these history songs. And all of these capture a moment, capture a story, 
capture a way of being an identity, just like senior songs do. They both participate in and create a journey of a people. Now, interestingly enough, I, I chose Psalm 22, which is not strictly a history psalm for us to use today. Uh, but the reason that I, that I picked it is it is actually a history psalm for us. Now, the translation that you heard there may not be exactly how you remember Jesus saying, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When Jesus says those words from the cross, he is actually singing the first word of this hymn. Now, what is the, what is the impact of singing that first line from this hymn? Well, what Jesus does in that moment is lays claim to a story, a story of suffering and trauma, but God's presence even in the midst of that. But he also, for everyone that sung that song, which would be pretty much everyone at the foot of the cross, he's telling them a story. There is suffering now, but God is going to carry us through it, and he only has to say one thing line because that one line pulls the whole song into that moment so he is crafting a moment of history a collective recollection for generations to come and that speaks to what god does with us through music why we have been gifted music and how powerful it is for us and one of the things that is a great gift of music is music's healing power, and particularly healing power around memory. Remember Gabrielle Giffords, the representative who was shot a few years ago? Um, she lost the ability to speak. But the ability to speak is in a different location in your brain than the ability to sing. And that place was not gone. And so she sang until she remembered how to speak. And then if you are familiar with work that's being done in nursing homes with Alzheimer's patients, Dan Cohen is, is someone who specifically has worked with, with this. He asked families to put together a playlist of their loved one's favorite songs. And he would take that playlist to them and play it for them, and it would bring them back to life. It would take them out of this cave that they were in in Alzheimer's, and they would return, and they could sing, and they could share memories around that song. Because something about music goes even deeper in our soul than speech does. And there are particular types of music that can help us with our memory. Um, I, I found this article on entrepreneur.com that was sort of summarizing a lot of research that's out there. Classical music helps with memory. The music of nature, sounds of thunderstorms and things like that. Right? God put music in nature. The music of nature helps us remember. Cinematic music, like the Indiana Jones theme, right? Video game music. If you want to hear a fascinating conversation, corner Matt Nelson and ask him about video game music. He can tell you all about it. It's musicality, it's beauty, all of that. He's played it. He played it in the concert that we had um, last fall. Music that that uses 50 to 80 beats per minute helps us remember better. And 
your favorite music, whatever that is. Whatever your favorite music is helps you remember. Someone actually didn't really know they were being very helpful to my sermon this week. They sent me this, so they were like, oh, I came across this. I wanted to send it to you. I thought you'd find it interesting. There's a, a question that was put before Billy Graham one time. The person was frustrated because their music director was not singing enough of the old hymns. And this, I'm going to read in part Billy Graham's response to that question. He said, we have a singing faith and God has given us the gift of music to praise him. The psalmist declared, with singing lips, my mouth will praise you. And he quotes Psalm 63. Instead of complaining to your pastor or anyone else, I urge you to ask God to help you be grateful for all music that points us to God, new or old. No, you may not like some of it, but others do, and God can use it in their lives to encourage them and bring them closer to Christ. Remember, the old hymns you like were once new, and someone probably didn't like them either. (laughs) Sometimes I'm afraid a hymn can become so familiar to us that we sing it without even thinking about the words. But this is wrong because then our singing becomes empty and meaningless. Don't let this happen to you, but meditate on the words of the songs you sing and even turn them into a prayer. Your music director has probably been wise to introduce new songs slowly. Completely changing everything all at once can be disruptive. Pray for your director and encourage your director, letting them know that you're grateful for their gifts. Yes, let them know you appreciate the old hymns, but support them also as they seek to reach a new generation through music. The reality is we're we're all going to encounter some music we probably haven't heard in church before in the next few weeks. Um, but, but that music speaks to someone and maybe speaks to someone who's not here, but who needs to hear that we recognize that God is in that space. Sometimes people ask me how I find music for us to celebrate and worship with. And I say this, when I encounter a new song, I ask three questions. One, could I sing this song to Jesus? Two, could Jesus sing this song to me? Or three, does this sound track the Bible somewhere? Does it connect with some story in the Bible? And you would be amazed at how much music carries the story of God in it. I am also so grateful to work with such incredible musicians as Ken and Ray and Matt, and then all of the musicians that that get up here every week and sing And I recognize that what they're doing is carrying the message through the music. And let me tell you this. You are probably not going to remember most of the sermons that I preach. And I have come to terms with that. (laughs) But you will remember a lot of the songs. In fact, a lot of times you'll walk out of here with one of them stuck in your head. I dare you to not have one of these today stuck in your head. It's going to happen. But if that is also carrying the story, and in fact, when we work together, that's what we work for, is that the story is being carried in the music, then the story shapes you and goes with you and implants itself in your memory, and then God's story becomes your story. So often in the Psalms, people will cry out, Remember me, O Lord. God does remember us. But I think we need to remember that God also gave us music so that we would remember God. Um. 
Thanks for listening to the sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you would like to let us know you were here, follow the link below to connect. To participate in worship through giving, you can give online at fumcbentonville.org or on Venmo at fumcbentonville. FUMC Bentonville welcomes all. Because we believe the communion table is God's table, we invite everyone into our church family. We welcome and celebrate every race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, age, physical and mental ability, national origin, economic station, and political ideology. We come together in action and outreach, aspiring to follow Jesus' example of radical hospitality, love, and grace as a transformative movement in our community. Please join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m., both in person and on Facebook Live. All are welcome, and we'd love to have you with us. Grace and peace.